Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. How many of you remember those prosperous times when the housing market was soaring and it seemed like no matter what you did, you could make money in this economy. But, you know, many, many businesses were started and became successful. Housing areas were being built all over the place. I think the nickname was the McMansions and all that that were being built. And people were buying houses and then keeping them one or two years and selling them, making money and buying another one. Then 2008 came and the housing market crashed and crashed hard. Everything else went with it. There were so many people and businesses tied to the ever-increasing housing market crash along with the market. Overnight, once prosperous businesses were now facing bankruptcy. And this led to further problems, you know, alcoholism, divorces, bankruptcies. It was not a good time after that. For some, it was only, it was time for them to connect to God, and it was only that that allowed them to endure. For others, it was time to draw near to God just in order to survive. For still others, it was time to search for God because they had nowhere else to turn. Do you remember those days? Are we about to return to those days as we face an ever-mounting national debt and hyperinflation and businesses once again unable to keep up? Well, my guest today found the answer for his trials during that last housing market crash in 2008. Daniel Krenzel lost everything in that crash. Everything. He lost the house, the cars, the toys, the money. Also lost custody of his children. He lost it all. And as many do, alcoholism entered the scene. I know. I've been down that road too. But once he was sober, he started back into the mortgage business and has had massive success. He then branched off into coaching others on how to use a lead generation system that helped make him successful again. But he was still feeling empty and unfulfilled. And that's when he started to take long walks just to fellowship with God. He soon found he was getting godly inspiration on these walks that Felt like direct downloads from God with instructions on what he was to do next. And he continued to be blessed and he continued to take his walks with God. Now he's come up with a God Walk app to help us take these same walks. And he also has a coaching program called Men of God that he started. Help me welcome to the program, Daniel Krenzel. Daniel, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. I do appreciate it. I have been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Like I was saying before, this is a great opportunity for me to be a part of this. I'm so excited myself. So I can't wait to see what happens. All right. Well, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Daniel Krenzel? Yes. So I'm a businessman. I've been a businessman my whole life. I was 13 building business. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't until I got right with God and and really spent some time talking with him on a consistent basis to figure out exactly why I'm here on this earth. And and that's who Daniel Krenzel and God's be with Daniel is, 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 is a man that finally figured out his real true purpose 
and mission um, in life. So that's what I'd love to talk about today with your viewers. Amen. Amen. Well, let's let's back up to 2008. What was life for you like for you back in those days when the housing boom was going on and, and you were in the middle of it all? Yeah. So January and February of 2008 were great. 100,000 plus months. They, they were money coming in. I owned a house that, you know, the neighbors would ask, you know, where's your parents? <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't belong there. <laughs> I had all these cars. I had motorcycles. I had travel trailers. I mean, I had more stuff than you can imagine. Um, all the things that I dreamed of having as a kid, I had them. I owned my own mortgage company. Mm. And uh, it was literally the middle of March of 2008. Everything stopped. Mm -hmm. And it was very uncomfortable for those following two years. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the crash coming or just one day to just like wake up and realize everything was over? It was like midday. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was I was having a conversation with my appraiser. And I'm like, hey, we need this value, you know, to make this deal work. And uh he said, Yeah, we can't get you that value. I said, No problem. I've got someone else um that that you know uh wants to work with us. So we'll call him and see what he can do. And he's like, Yeah, he's not gonna be able to do it either. That market, that value is going down. <laughs> that was a first wow. first step. That's that was very bad. Yeah, wow, wow. And, and you shared that you know you lost everything, including custody of your children. What was life like at that time for you? And what did you do to try and survive it? Well, it was horrible because when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in a month, and then all of a sudden you're making nothing, you do have reserves, but you also have responsibilities in a lifestyle that's huge. And I wasn't able to to float the lifestyle that I created. So I lost the cars, the house, the bank accounts, the business. I mean, cars were getting repoed. I was in bankruptcy. Mm. She left. She took the kids. And I turned to drinking. There, there was nothing else that I could I could figure out. There, that, that was a decision that I made. I'm going to start drinking. I'm going to numb myself. I don't want to feel this. I just, I can't, I can't even be a part of this anymore. So I would wake up in the morning. I would start drinking. And I would drink throughout the day until I pass out at night. Mm. Yeah. I, like I said, I know the feeling. Because uh, I, I was there and and my past and when I lost lost first I lost my military career and then unexpectedly uh, I got caught up in the drawdown that happened in 1989 and uh, they didn't long story short I was waiting to be promoted to captain and they came out and said oh we're not going to do a captain's list this year so you're done right and mm. uh, so I had. You know, the colonel called me in when the, the there's usually two promotion boards in the year, six months apart. I knew I wasn't going to make the first one because I was competing against West Point and ROTC grads. So I was waiting for the second one six months later. He called me into the office and I, he said, you didn't make the list. I said, I know. I wasn't expecting. I'll, I'll catch this next one. No problem. And he said, no, there's not going to be another one. He said the department Oof. or the secretary of the army has waived the second promotion board so they can you know, start the attrition that they've been talking about. They say, you have to go to your order, go to the personnel section and pick up your clearance papers. So just like that, I was out of a job. And there's a job that I've been doing for 12 years. I was just, that's all I ever wanted to do. My entire career was suddenly over. There was no plan B, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I got out and, and that started the drinking, heavy drinking. Uh, went in the insurance business and was doing great in that. And then the company we're working for 
uh, changed the, you know, they got bought by a new company and then they changed the contracts. And I went from a 95% commission because uh, I was running an office with 12 agents uh, to a 70% commission. And, you know, and the agents went from, you know, 65% down to 50%. And, you know, so everyone left, you know, it was just me sitting in an empty office with four employees, <laughs> you know, so wow. I was there and that, and that just, that was it that, you know, that's where the bankruptcies came in and the spiraling out of control. And so I was right there. I'm right there with you. You know, that was, that was yeah. 1995. Right. So yeah, I, I, I hit that bottle hard and uh, I yeah. was not born again. <laughs> I was not born again at that time either. So I didn't even have God to fall back on, you know? So, so yeah, I, I, I feel you. I, I understand what you're going through completely. So yeah, what, how long did it take for you to realize you needed help and starting to get and wanted to give up alcohol? Well, it wasn't, I knew that I needed to stop drinking. I was drinking for an excuse, an excuse that I closed the deals in 2006 and seven or an excuse in 2008 and nine that I didn't close deals. There was no like rhyme or reason. It was I'm celebrating because I'm successful mm-hmm. or I'm drinking because I, I don't want to feel this this pain. So it was just consistent. And I was always in my mind um, knowing that I was that, that I needed to stop, but I couldn't. And I remember calling when everything when everything was gone, literally like the the the, the fourth or fifth month of 2008, like it was gone. Mm-hmm. I call my dad and I'm like, dad, I need a place to stay. And He's like, son, you can you can come over and and you can stay on the couch. He goes, you can't stay in the bedroom because that's where I make my living. That's my office. And I said, I I I'll take anything. And he goes, I thought you were rich. And I was like, I was last month, like literally, like that's how fast everything happened. Yeah. So I'm on my dad's couch and I'm drinking every single day. And it took two years, oh, two wow. years of trying to figure out my life. And it wasn't a decision that I made um, by myself. It was one morning. Um, I remember I had about six hours of sleep, so I wasn't drinking while I was sleeping, but I passed out drinking. And then usually when I'd wake up, I'd start drinking right away. I'd walk right into the kitchen. I would grab something and it would just be on. For some reason, I decided to walk outside in the backyard instead of going to the to the liquor cabinet. And I walked into the backyard and uh, I'm just walking in the backyard for a minute or two. It's a, it's a warm morning. And God enters my mind and he says, son, you're done drinking. And I've never heard a voice that booming, that authoritative before yet. I was calm. It was, it was a very, it was a burning bush sensation that a lot of us, you know, get to get to experience. It was, it was burning bush, like, like crazy. And I'm like, okay, who, what? (laughs) Cause I, I, I was, I wasn't sober, but I hadn't drank yet is really the state of mind that I was in, you know? Yeah. So I start having a conversation with God and the conversation looked like this. Is this you, God? Yes, son, you're done drinking. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that you just talked to people. You're done drinking. Don't drink again. And this is all that he would tell me. And I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? He goes, you're done don't drink again. I'm like, okay. And then that was the whole conversation. Like it was back and forth a few times that that was it. So I walked into the house and I was done drinking. And as a result of that moment, things changed for me forever, forever. 
Yeah. Was one of the most amazing amen. mornings I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. See, my my story giving about call was a little bit different. I was when I got born again. Uh, I'm not going to go into all the detail on that, but uh, when but like this, January 25th, 1992 at 11.35 p.m. in a little empty apartment in Columbus, Georgia, I know I was born again. <laughs> you know, because the same, more or less the same scenario where God just, I, I say he invaded my life at that moment in time, you know, and I knew what it was. And I went back home. I was living in Columbus, Georgia, trying to sell insurance, make things worry. Long story short, moved back home uh, with my wife and, and kids and, and we just trying to make a go of it and, and God was working. But, uh, about six months later, well, actually it was November. Uh, I didn't know at the time, but I was slowly being weaned off alcohol without knowing it. Right. And, uh, that last week in November that year, uh, sitting there right at that in between, you know, December 1st and Thanksgiving that week, somewhere in that week, Sitting there watching TV about six o'clock, and I told her, well, I'm going to go down to the liquor store and get a bottle. I feel like having a drink. She was okay. So I went down. I'll just get, grab this pint. You know, that's that's enough for tonight. You know, I, now, normally I kill a fifth. I said, I'll, I'll, I don't feel like getting away. I'll just grab a pint. Right. And uh, went home, mixed one drink, drank about half of that. I said, yeah, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I went to bed. That was it. I didn't even realize I'd stopped drinking until six months later when we had a leak underneath the kitchen sink. So you pull everything out so you can tighten up the pipe. And there's that half empty pint bottle of whiskey. As wow. I, I haven't had a drink in six months. Right. And the bottle started talking to me. Yeah. No, haven't had you in six months. I don't need you now. And just dumped the rest yes. of it out. And that was it. But I, I didn't even realize I'd given up drinking. It was just a, you know, like, God just pulled me away from it, you know, and it was like, awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. And I haven't had a drink since. So praise God. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, after you gave up alcohol, how long did it take for you to, you know, get back into the mortgage and housing business? You know, and yeah. what happened with that? So it still took a couple of years. Um, I was so messed up mentally with the mortgage business because of what I built and then what I lost. And, and it wasn't like, I'm not a victim. It wasn't like taken from me. I just wasn't able to figure out how to make money in that business when the market turned. So I take full responsibility. I raised my hand physically right now. You can see me raising my hand. Like It was, it was my fault for not figuring it out. And at the same time, though, I didn't want to be a part of it. So I went into network marketing and I got really good at it. Um, I built a very large team. The thing was, and I was like massively successful. I wasn't, um, you know, in the in the top echelon of the company, but within a couple of years, I was like in the middle or, or starting to break through into the ceiling there. The thing was, though, the money was not what I was used to. Um, the mortgage money was huge. It was huge from the beginning until the end. It just was. So I was like used to that lifestyle and and that uh, level of 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 earning income. So. I remember looking at the network marketing business and I'm like, I'm done. I'm going back in the mortgage business. This is what I know, you know, and I didn't have like a, a consistent relationship with God at this point. He was in my life. Um, I actually, when I got baptized in the Christian church, I brought my, my two younger kids. They got baptized too. This was all in that, that two year period. And we were going to church. We were, we were sporadic, but we were going. 
And that was really the only relationship I had. I would, I would show up maybe once or, or twice a month on Sundays and, uh, I would, I would dance and sing and, you know, feel good. And then I would, I would, I'd go back into my, into my regular life. And I was in the mortgage business. I was massively successful. Um, when I wasn't drinking, see, I had the success when I was drinking. And then when I wasn't drinking, the success was even larger in that business. Mm-hmm. So I'm successful. The The mortgage company that I was working with at the time, uh, he comes to me and he says, look, I want you to be one of the owners of the company. I don't want you going anywhere. You have done more business than anybody has ever done for us. And we've opened up warehouse lines. And I'm, He's like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, okay. So what does this mean? He goes, you're an owner. Now you get a stake in the company. And I'm like, yeah, you win. I'll stay. <laughs> so, yeah, amen. Like, okay, yeah. twist my so, arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I uh, I get my own branch. Um, I have my own like top level like spot of the building that's just my building. Um, my team, everything is... And I'm getting to close deals the way that I want to close them. I'm like setting up operations and and everything is exactly the way that I want it. And it's beautiful. And then I had another unbelievable morning that changed my life forever. Um, this is probably a good time to talk about this if it's okay. All right, let's go with it. So it's the seventh of the month. It's about 530 in the morning. I get up really early at that mm-hmm. time. And I was like uh-huh. in the office for anybody else. That's just how I do things. So mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm looking at my bank accounts. And I see there was $131,000 deposited. And this is the seventh of the month. So I'm looking at the deposit hit yesterday, which was the sixth, right? And I'm like, okay, well, $131,000, that's a lot of commissions for six days worth of work. I've got the whole month left. Plus, I had another coaching business that was bringing in money. So like, I had a very large month coming. Two, three, four hundred $400,000 for the month was, was coming in. And then I felt myself, this is where it changed. I felt myself like selling myself on how I was supposed to feel good because I wasn't feeling good. I was empty. There was like this hole in my chest and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like psyching myself up for feeling good. I'm like, I'm like trying to get into gratitude. And I didn't even know at the time that's what I was doing. But I was like, I have all these cars. I have the, the kids are in my life. They're happy. The family's happy. No, no one's hurt. Everyone's happy. Like I have all this money. Like there, there's, I don't owe anybody any money. Like this is amazing. Like I'm supporting myself. I have a team that counts on me. And, and, and I'm like, <laughs> Why do I feel this way? So then I look yeah. up into the ceiling. God, why do I feel this way? Same voice comes back. And he says, son, you're done doing mortgages. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty good at this, God. You know, like, I'm like trying to negotiate with God at this point. I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I did pretty good this week. And we have the rest of the month still. Uh, and the rest of the year and a huge pipeline and a lot of people are counting on me and uh, I just can't stop. He's like, you're done doing mortgages, son. And it was the same exact voice, same exact authority as that day when he told me to stop drinking. And it it, it, it clicked as these conversations going on. Now, remember, there's no one in my office. So I'm like pacing in my office back and forth, um, having a conversation openly with God, like verbal conversation. Like I'm speaking, he's speaking into my head. I'm speaking back. Like it's, it's yeah. back and forth. And I'm like, okay, this is, uh, this is wild. And I'm like, God, I, 
really, really am uncomfortable about this conversation. I go, but, and I did remember something. I said, I do remember when you told me to stop drinking, my life got exponentially better. I don't know how I'm going to listen to you. I don't know how I'm going to have the courage to get out of this. Like I'm in a lease. I've got a pipeline. I've got employees. I've, there's just so much like, what do you, you know, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see what God could see. Right. And, 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 and I'd like, I knew that at the time. I'm like, I know that you know more than I know, but yeah, this is really uncomfortable. And he's like, you're done. And I'm like, okay, well at this point, and this, this went on for a while. At this point, my team and my staff and, and everyone start rolling into the office, coming in for their morning, and like the connection was broken and it was lost, and we the conversation stopped. I, I didn't want to walk around talking with God as people were filing in for the Amen. day. It's a little different. Yeah. So, so uh it was it was I don't even know how to explain it other than it was that booming voice that was certain and authoritative yet calm at the same time. So what so, happened after that? Yeah. So that day I just went about my day and the next day I went about my day, but there was something different about those next two days. I wasn't able to sell a mortgage. Mm -hmm. I was on the phone doing what I do. I built my, my company and my team and, and, and everything and my systems around I would only sell the deals and then my team would close the deals. My team would gather paperwork. And and if you've ever, you know, owned a, a home and you've applied for a mortgage, it's like it's a lot of paperwork. I'm not yeah. a paperwork guy. I'm just the guy that builds relationships. So that's all I would do all day long. I would just talk to people and I would build relationships and I would, I would let them know their terms. And so I would be selling deals all day long. And, uh, so <laughs> I can't sell a deal for the life of me. Like everyone's saying no. And I'm, I, I'm not trying to take advantage of people. I'm not like giving them bad deals. It's great deals. Like I'm one of the owners of the company. I actually have about 30% of a discount built in because I'm not paying taxes because I'm one of the owners. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm self-employed at this point. I'm not W2 like everyone else. Like, like yeah. I have like a tool belt of, of weapons that nobody else has. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, what is going on? I've been doing at this point, it's 22 years of being a mortgage guy. Like, I know what I'm doing. I did have that break for a couple of years, but other than that, it's been 22 years of a real estate career. I can't close a mortgage. The next day, I can't close a mortgage. Now it's the third day. I'm still getting no's. Mm. And the team's looking at me like, where's the new business? Like, it's been two and a half days. Have you been taking it off? I'm like, no, I've been working my <laughs> butt off. <laughs> you know? So I have a chiropractor appointment. And this is where it gets very interesting. I have a chiropractor appointment. I see it on my calendar. I'm like, well, I'm going to go and, and get my adjustment. I was getting an adjustment weekly or at least bi-weekly. Um, not because I was hurt. I was just, it was just giving me a lot of energy. So I would go lay on the table. They'd give me an adjustment while I'm in the waiting room in my chiropractor's office. And God comes into my, into my, into my head again. And he says, delete your database. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to act like I didn't hear that. Like yeah. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, let me see this magazine. <laughs> it says he says it again. Delete your database. I told you you were done. You're done. Now this database is 22 years of my blood, sweat, and tears. It's all of my closed clients. It's all of my new clients. It's all of the paid lead data that I've I've purchased over 22 years of career. 
all of my marketing, all of my farms, all of my everything is inside. Like my tech was very high level at the end of my mortgage career because I was just really good at it. So I just kept buying stuff and like, like all my tech and my, and my whole CRM system was on my phone. Mm. I literally in the waiting room, hit delete, go to the trash folder and hit delete. Oh, no wow, more database. No, no more back. database. Yeah. Then I start freaking out and I'm like, God, what did I just, and do? he's ready to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. He's ready to talk to me. Like, I feel like, okay, well I'm going to get some answers now. They call me back for my adjustment. So I stand up, I walk into the back, I lay on the table. I'm like, my whole body's erect. It's like, you know, straight. The guy that's been working on me for a while, like he's, he knows my body, he's pushing on my back and he's like, um, you're under a lot of stress today, aren't you? <laughs> like, yes, to say the least, I would call it that. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, we don't have time. Just do what you can do for me. And I'm out of here. So he gave me the adjustment. It didn't really do very much at all because mentally and physically, like I am like wrecked because I'm, I'm in fear already. Right. Yeah. yeah. I drive back to my yeah. office and uh, I didn't even try to close mortgages. I had no database. I like, I had no leads. I had no one to call. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I start praying and, uh, and as a result of that, the next morning and the mornings after that, I started not going to the mortgage business at the beginning of the day. I would literally wake up at the same time. I would go and I would go for a walk in the park and I would start connecting with God. And the conversation would start with God. I was very, very frightened to delete my database and to stop doing mortgages. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my team. Like there's, People on my team that are counting on me, they have families. Like some of these individuals have bought homes as a result of working for me for many years. Like this is like a very big deal. He's, and then he's, and I'm like figuring out how to channel his voice back to me like every single time, like consistently in the mornings. And I'm like, this is amazing. At least I can get the answers. At least I'm not going to freak out. It was like a healthy fear. Like I got to find out what I'm supposed to do. So this is how this all started. So he told me, he said, the corporate office would love your team. They will actually take on all of the systems that you built because your systems are better than their systems. So talk with, with the president, tell him what's going on. Tell him you're out. He's going to freak out, but just give him your pipeline, <laughs> like give him your lease. pipeline and tell him he's got to deal with the lease. And he's like telling me all these strategic moves. And I'm like, God, I didn't know that like you would like be strategic and like tell me every single business move. But as he was telling me these things, like I would take the action. And it would be like the greatest idea in in in, in all of the nation because, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, just this is how I get out of the lease. This is how I get out of the commitment with with the with the teams and their families, and they're happy. This is how I do this. This is how. So it just it was like strategic, and I got into a rhythm, and it was it was, you know, a few weeks every single morning of walking to where like I really like put on my my business hat around this conversation with God. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of this great interview with Daniel Krenzel. I know you're getting a lot out of this interview because I know I am. I mean, you can hear the passion in Daniel's voice, the experience he was having. I know you can experience the same thing. Imagine deleting your entire business platform because God told you to. No reason why, just do it in the doctor's office. <laughs> Glory to God. But 
we have to pick it up right there next time. Amen. Be sure to drop down the show notes, click the link right there to get in touch with Daniel, and be sure to click the link and check out the God Walk app. I'm telling you, folks, this app is awesome, and it works. Amen. Be sure to come back for the next episode and the conclusion of this great interview with Daniel Krenzel. Till then, this pastor by reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.